hello and uh, welcome back to another episode of Farmers and Charmers with Simon and Shannon. Today we are having our first guest appearance on the show, but before we get to that, we're just going to have a quick catch up as we always do. So Shannon, would you like to get us started? What's been happening in your life? In my life, um, look, not a lot, to be honest. I feel like I really need to start being a more interesting person if we're going to keep doing this podcast because I never really have an awful lot to talk about, um, which is a little bit awkward. Um, I've been watching a new TV show, which I highly recommend. Does that count as something going on in my life? Is that like... <laughs> this is... The- <laughs> <laughs> You've, you you definitely need to have something to do in, the, in at least once every two weeks to, to have to talk about on this from now on, Shannon. You can't have a new <laughs> TV show. Look, guys, Behind Her Eyes on Netflix, highly recommended. It. It's like a little psychological thriller. It's kind of like Gone Girl. So if you haven't watched it, I'm just going to put it out there. It's a great show. Um, but other than that in my life, um, look, we all know the story about the English geologist, um, I got rid of him um, lately. Uh, he like blatantly lied to me. Also, men are idiots because he like didn't think that I would figure out that he had lied to me. Um, but men are dumb. So, sorry, Sim. Um, but it's not overly surprising. Um, so, he pretty much um, like hadn't contacted me for a couple of days. Finally contacted me at like 11 o'clock at night. Told me a blatant lie and then was like, but are we still on like to hang out tomorrow? Um, and I replied to say, no, we're not. And um, that was it. Literally three words. Uh, and surprisingly, I never heard from him again. Um, so that's that's dead. Um, and other, I don't really have too much else to report on the dating front, to be honest. So that's my only update there. How about you, Sim? Um, I just got back from Exmouth tonight. Um Went up there just before the cyclone hit. Um, the national parks were closed the entire time I was there. It was cloudy and not even sunny. And our whale shark tour got cancelled. So I basically just went up there for four days to drink beers with my mates. Which, like, there's worse things to do for four days. But also such a shame. x yeah. is my absolute favourite place in WA. So I'm really sad that you missed out on how fantastic it is. So am I. So I'm going to have to go. Uh, well, I mean, I have to go back. So do you, do you want to come with me in June? I'm going to Coral Bay. It's pretty close. Oh, yeah, I'll come. I'll come <laughs> along. <laughs> so I'm going to take it our first holiday, guys. <laughs> Look, we also were chatting earlier and we've realised that um, I like for a little bit there, I was like, how do I classify Simon and I's friendship? Like, I'm really not sure. And then I realised that um, in the course of the last month, I've literally pretty much become his mother. So, like, that's that's the level that we've now gone down. Um, he came over to record tonight and, like, asked if he could have a shower, was asking what towels to use. Um, I, like, made himself a couple of drinks. Um, it was just – it's it's and then, like, I have to remind him of a lot of things, you know, make sure, he's, make sure he knows that we're recording. <laughs> it's honestly like having a child. <laughs> like he's laughing because he can't defend himself. He just knows it's I've true. got no defense to that. Yeah, you're right, Shannon. Righto. Moving on. Um, dating, dating life. Uh, I've got some interesting news for you, Shannon, and for everyone. Um, I recently got let down. Um, by a girl, which I thought was actually, it actually gave me a warm fuzzy feeling because it was nice to not get ghosted, I think. I also read the message and I don't know, I do know this girl and I do, frankly don't know what was going through her mind because it was lovely and she was going on about how like kind and caring Simon is. So I don't know what Simon she met, 
but it's obviously not the Simon that I know. <laughs> Shannon, people listen to this. I'm kidding, guys. Simon is fantastic. Uh, but no, it was actually such a nice message. Um, and she thanked you for like, yeah, being really considerate and kind the entire time you guys were talking, um, which I think speaks volumes about you. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, and shout out, shout out to you know who you are. You're a listener. So thank you for uh, letting me down easily. Um, moving on from that, I... I've got a. Um, I'm going from this recording to directly to a date tonight, which will be my first date. Shannon and I were saying probably it might have been a couple of months now. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Are you going to give us any info on the girl? Do we get a bit of a lowdown? Anything you want to say about it? Uh, not just yet. Yeah, pretty excited. Excited is good. Simon and I were talking about this um, when I picked him up from the airport um, because, again, I'm his mother. um, So I picked him up from the airport when he got back from Exmouth. And we were saying that, like, it's actually rare to be legitimately excited to go on a date. Most of the time when I go on dates, I, like, don't really want to leave my house and I kind of have to, like, force myself to get changed and put makeup on and actually go. And, like, most of the time I end up having a pretty decent time. But the, like, initial excitement is rarely there. Mm. So it's nice when you're excited. Well, I did lie earlier. I did technically um, have a, I'm calling it like date adjacent or date-ish. I don't really know what to call it. So I caught up with a uh, an old friend on Saturday night that I used to work with about like three odd years ago, three and a half years ago, um, before I moved up to the Pilbara, who I haven't seen in that long. And we just went out for a couple of drinks on Saturday night. And like, I really wasn't sure what it was going into it because we were like we just kind of got to chatting on instagram again and like decided to catch up for a drink like there was no real like indication of what it was and i'm actually still not 100 percent sure but we've like more or less said we're gonna see each other again and we've like talked since saturday night so like i'm, I'm assuming that it was a date what are your thoughts i wonder if there's a subtle way of of testing those waters without him knowing without being completely upfront. like is it is there something you can ask something you can do that will give you the answer that you need. Well, you're a man, Simon. This is literally why I became friends with you and why I brought you onto this podcast was so that you could tell me this stuff. (laughs) What's the question that I can ask to find out if it was a date or not? This is literally the value that you're supposed to add to this podcast. I might have to get back to you on that one, Shannon, if that's all right. Um, I'll do a, a thought experiment and let you know. That's not helpful, Simon. I can't wait two weeks until the next episode comes out again (laughs) to find out. You think it takes me two weeks? Okay. Well, I suppose we do talk more than when we just do these recordings. All right, guys. Simon will let me know and next episode um, I will report back on what information I have on how to find out from a guy if it's a date. I have another question for you now that I think about it, actually. This has happened to a friend of mine recently. So she's been seeing this guy for... Probably like two months or so and they've hung out like a couple of times but it's been very like cash there's just like they've just been like he's pretty much like they've either been going over to each other's houses they've been like hanging out and like watching a movie or a tv show mm. cooking dinners ordering in or whatever it is but there's not really been any like actual dates so to speak but there's never been any like mention of the fact that it's just casual either Mm, okay so how do you go about figuring that out i think as a baseline probably just don't be uh, don't uh, maybe this maybe this is just me but i I wouldn't invest my i I don't generally like to invest my feelings too quickly just take it as it comes and definitely don't ask what are we 
No, I would agree with that. Definitely don't ask that question. But how do you like? Is there a way that you could start to figure out if it if there is even like the potential if it is just casual or if there is the potential for it to be something more than that? Mm. Is there a way that you can figure that out or start to figure that out without just outwardly saying where the fuck is this going? I think your first port of call would be to figure out if he's talking to other girls. And how do you do that without being like, are you talking to any other bitches? Well, you're the CIA agent, Shannon. You could tell me about this. <laughs> Look, guys, I have been terrifying Simon this week with my um, ability to stalk. I think I'm actually going to do like a short tutorial in an episode at some point in the future because my ability to find out information on people is next to nothing. I had a friend actually over here a couple of weeks ago, a guy friend of mine who we talked about on the last episode. Shout out to Cam. He also listens to the podcast. Um, and he was talking to this girl and this is where it got to. So the girl he had met on Hinge and uh, they had been chatting and followed each other on Instagram and the girl's Instagram on her Instagram, uh, she had an Instagram for her dog as well, like a separate page. So we'd gone onto the dog's Instagram page and recently-ish, like I reckon about three months ago, there were photos of guys, of a guy on the dog's page, which very much looked like potentially the ex-boyfriend, but that guy wasn't tagged at all. Oh, okay. It took me probably 30 seconds to find out who that guy wow, was. Wow, wow. That's impressive. First person, last name. <laughs> Unfortunately, his Instagram was on private and there was very little on his Facebook page. So, like, we couldn't really discover much information. But no tag, literally nothing. 30 seconds to figure out who he was. All right. A couple of things to add to that. This episode that Shannon's going to do is going to be called Farmers and Chalmers Toxic Edition. <laughs> Second Look, of all, he's right though. Like, I don't actually recommend doing any of the things that I'm going to say because it's batshit crazy. But like, you can. That's, that's all it is. The other thing, this is a tip for my fellas listening. Um, if if you if you start seeing a girl and she's got a, a specified account for her dog, she's probably it's probably going to be a bit of a red flag. She's toxic. Yeah, she's also probably crazy. She's got the crazy eyes. You know in How I Met Your Mother when they talk about the girl having the crazy eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, girls with dog accounts or like pet accounts for their animals in general. Don't care what animal it is. Uh, there's, a, there's a fair chance they have the crazy eyes. I'm actually, yeah. I'm not going to argue with either of those points, which is rare. I love arguing with you. <laughs> Any girl that is like way too emotional about dogs is, is uh, she's toxic. Get out of there, mate. I mean, like, puppies are adorable. Let's not, you know, let's not downgrade that. They're super cute and you're allowed to, like, love your pet, but you're taking it too far if you have if they have their own Instagram. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, well, we're going to come back to you in future episodes on how to figure out if a date was a date or not and what to potentially ask a guy or say to a guy to find out if there's maybe the chance that it might be more than casual and you're not really, really sure. But my advice on that... To, to my friend because it had been, as I say, like they've been hanging out a few times but it had always been at one of their houses, was suggest that you go out somewhere in public and see what his reaction is to that. Because mm. if he's like, nah, I don't really want to, like let's just watch a movie at yours again, it's just casual, like mm. guaranteed. But if he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds nice, like, I don't know, bloody let's go play mini golf, then like that's more of an actual date. Yeah, it works both ways, ladies. You can, you're can you more than welcome to arrange the date as well. So that'd be my advice. If, you, if you're in that situation, just see if the guy's willing to be seen with you in public. Uh, if he doesn't, it's either just casual or he has a girlfriend and you're not it. So... <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Is there anything else that we need to add? Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about no, in this episode? That, that pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty, good. pretty good with oh, that discussion. Um, we were saying before that I've just got a couple of micro topics that we're going to talk about in the future. Shannon really likes these ideas, um, and maybe you guys can get back to us on whether we should uh, address them more. But this is this is my two ideas. One, whether whether guys can. Um, leave the toilet seat up or have to put it down and the other one is um male gynecologists like do boyfriends feel comfortable with male gynecologists can i give my two cents on these topics really quick yeah yeah, yeah. this is my i have a what i think is a really good argument for the whole toilet seat dilemma so when a woman goes to the bathroom she's got to sit down for both things mm-hmm. she's peeing do number ones or number twos she's got to sit down if a guy goes to the toilet he's got to sit down for one of those things Theoretically, you're probably not going to be doing number twos standing up, I would hope. So, (laughs) of the four reasons that there are to go to the bathroom, three of them require the toilet seat to be down. So, based solely on statistics, the toilet seat should go down every time. That's not a bad theory, Shannon. You are welcome. (laughs) Would you Uh, like to hear my my thoughts on this? Well, the thing is, I feel that when I go to do um, number one, I have to lift the seat up. So, I think it's fair... That if you, if a girl goes to do it, then they have to put the seat down. That way it's 50-50. It's a 50-50 split. But it's not always a 50-50 split because some of the time you're also going to want the toilet seat to be down already because you're doing a number two. So this is where my statistics thing comes into play. True. And then there's the factor of some guys may sit down to piddle as well. They might. So really there are going to be far more times in general that the seat needs to be down than the seat needs to be up. So it makes sense for it to just be down. I'll still... No, You're still going to leave it up yeah, without yeah, yeah. a doubt. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I at least like you at least considered my opinion and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> uh, on the topic of male gynecologists, um, there's just a lot of things that like a lot of reasons that a woman has to go to the door to a doctor in general. And that doctor is like often going to be a male. The last time I got a pap smear, it was a dude. So like unless you're going to just suddenly tell your girlfriend that she's literally only allowed to have a female doctor, which just seems silly because they're a health professional. I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. Uh, 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 now that you've vocalised that, I um, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I can understand why a guy would feel uncomfortable with another man being in that area. I think that if a guy's uncomfortable with another man, with a health professional being in that area, they have some serious like issues of their own that they might need to... Yeah. Some, some like self-confidence issues of their own Maybe, that they might want yeah. to consider working on. Is, yeah, yeah. Is where. Anyhow, okay. if anyone has opinions on those two particular things, please let us know. Um, Farmers and Charmers here discussing the hard-hitting, serious topics um, between men and women as per usual, because uh, that's that's what we do. Um, but are we, are we, is, is that it? Now, do we have any other small, mi- what are we calling them? Micro topics? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you have any micro-topic suggestions for us, <laughs> any little debates that you want Simon and I to have, this is the quality content you're going to get. So let us know. Yeah, please do. All right. Um, well, I think we are going to leave that there, guys. Um, so we will bring on our guests for today. Um, our first ever guests, well, other than the couples that we had last season, but our first 
guest guests that we've ever had on the podcast. Um, One of them there is a fair chance you have heard of. Her name is Camille Camp. She is also known as the Cattleman's Daughter on Instagram. She's got a casual like... I don't know, 25 to 30,000 followers. So, like, she actually is kind of a big deal. Uh, and then alongside her, we have her now fiancé, Locke. Um, now, the two of them met just before lockdown last year. And uh, it's safe to say their relationship moved pretty quickly. Uh, but we are really excited to have them on the podcast. So, welcome. No worries. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, we obviously know a little bit about you guys individually and Camille sort of puts a lot up on uh, her Instagram page with the Cattleman's daughter, Um, but we don't really know anything about you guys as a couple. So how was it that you originally met and when? For those who don't know, Camille has 25 or 30,000 people following her, um, the Cattleman's daughter on Instagram, and I was a follower. We actually just we actually met through Instagram through social media. We'd both had um, some short long term relationships, or we actually met and um, in our lives where the universe just brought us together. Camille was in was doing boats, live export boats. I had a place had a block at St George, not far from Rockhampton, where Camille's parents have a, have a block, and she got off a boat, and I said, "Would you like to catch up?" And, yeah, we'd been chatting for for a bit. We won't go into everything, but there's there's obviously you know when there's a spark, and I drove up to Rockhampton, and it was right when COVID hit. This was just last year. We had our first like official date. Lockdown, basically. There was literally quite lockdown, but it was like yeah, just before like the country went into lockdown. So people were like, my parents were proper um, COVID cautious. They have a property just out of Rockhampton and um, we weren't allowed to go into town really. Um, we had to stay out there and had to be real careful when we got groceries and stuff. Um, and so when Locke turned up for this date, uh, he couldn't take me out. He had to um, he had to stay <laughs> at my parents' place and we had a, we had our first date with my parents there because we yeah. couldn't go into town. They wouldn't shake my hand or acknowledge <laughs> that I was there. I was just, I'd just come out of the bush and I thought they were being very unnaily. <laughs> yeah, so we had a date there and I had a business in Queensland that basically just got shut down overnight with COVID. We were mustering Indigenous, traditionally owned country over there and, and it all went into lockdown and me and I stayed in touch. She headed back to Calyeda and they were struggling for staff. They, a lot of their staff in the last year were, were coming back or new ones they couldn't get through the borders i just said oh i'll, I'll come over and give you a hand with first round and, and i applied and, and i got approved and never left so when was that lock that you moved across to wa was it easter time last year so 2020 camille and i just have so much common ground we've had such a yeah quite similar upbringings in different parts of the country but we just we love our animals we actually love a lot of the, the same things. We, we love animals. We love our horses and our dogs and our, our cattle and um, the industry that we're in and the live export industry. And, but we can also balance that out working together as well. We work together every day. Yeah, we, I don't think we've had a fight at once at work. We've, we've disagreed on things, but we've never... It's a very interesting dynamic. 
something that's quite rare, I think. And when you know, you know. Yeah, that's amazing, really. I just wanted to go back to the start. Um, who was it that slid into whose DMs? He messaged me. And I don't, I don't usually reply to um, messages like that. But um, I, actually, I had actually heard of him because um, he did a podcast before that I'd listened to. So I was like, oh, I know this guy. What was the opening uh, line? I did reply for once. I'm big on acknowledgement of other people that are inspirational in the bush because I don't think that that people hear it enough. You, you only hear of your flaws quite often and people love to drag you down, especially in this industry. And I, I think it was more of an acknowledgement message. They, I, I just reckon you're doing a great job. Oh, I think I think I just said thank you and I've heard you've done really good stuff too. I did actually, um, yeah, I remember thinking that he was very, like, open. So I think that's why I was, like, replying at the beginning. And uh, you guys then, so you met sort of just before lockdown, like, moved across over to WA. So your relationship, I, there's no lying about it, progressed quite quickly. Um, how did you guys find that and, and how did, I guess, other people react to, yeah, your relationship moving forward so quickly? Oh, I don't think any, well, I mean, my family, they've, they live out here, so they see us every day. I think when you um, you live and you work together, like we've lived and worked together since April last year, um, you get to know a person really well, like a lot, and the relationship progresses a lot quicker than it would like if you were in the city just seeing them, you know, four times a week or whatever. Yeah, so it didn't feel like rushed or too quick or anything for us it was just yeah it was just very natural um what what other challenges did you guys face along the road one of my challenges was actually just the distance from where where i'd created a career in north queensland and the territory and my family is all is all back in the east i I guess just yeah i missed i missed my mates over in the east but i think your your real friends show up when you're a long way away, there's a few that have dropped off and and some that have stayed with us on on the ride and on, on the journey. Not, not one of our friends has questioned our relationship and uh, I haven't, Camille hasn't met a lot of my friends, my best friends. They just know that to trust me. And how about from your point of view, Camille, what challenges has there been um, for you along the way? Yeah, I think working together all the time can can be challenging sometimes, especially when um, you've got, depending on who's in charge, um, not that we fight, but it can get it can get challenging, especially when you do it like work together all the time. It's just getting used to it. And um, what uh, what tips would you have for, uh, we'll say, couples working together or couples um in your sort of situation compromise be flexible and good communication is all essential i I agree with exactly what camille's just said and then uh, obviously the people listening to our podcast quite often call in and ask us to sort of tell them the very basics of um, how to find love when they're living in the middle of nowhere so um I can't really answer that for our listeners, so I'm hoping you guys might be able to. I'm a big believer that everything happens for us and not to us. And I think you've just got to let the universe provide for you what you need at the time. And if you're single at the moment and you're really, really looking and trying hard and it's not working, this is from my own experience anyway, something will come up for you. I just know that something will come up when you least expect it. Camille and I were just at a point in our lives when, for whatever reason, whatever it was, just 
it brought us together and, and it's been the most beautiful gift ever. I realised that you guys are recently engaged. How was the, uh, how did you propose? So we took a, we took a family holiday. I asked, I asked my family to come over and they couldn't make it at the time, but I did tell them what was going on. They were very joyful for us. But we, yeah, we took a family holiday with, with Camille's family down 80 Mile Beach, south of Broome. And she had no idea. I think I worked out quite early. This was it. And, and then I just sat with that for probably a month. That just kept building on me. And I just, I said, I just kept coming up with the right answers and I was like, this is it. There's no point in waiting. I got on the phone and I ordered a ring through a school friend and got it posted up here and very secretly behind Camille's back, I asked Camille's parents and um, because we'd been living and working with them all year, they, um, they were very supportive. Yeah, we just had it all teed up. We went for a walk down the beach late afternoon. I actually rode it in the sand yeah, so we, he asked me and then um, we walked around the corner and my family were there with champagne. Very well planned, I have to say, Locke, and the, uh, the riding it in the sand is, is a lovely touch. What was your reaction to your surprise? What was, how did you feel? Definitely very shocked. Um, I think I asked, are you for real or something like that? <laughs> I just wanted to be sure he wasn't joking. <laughs> he just said, are you effing serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's my worst nightmare though that someone asked me and they're like no i'm only joking <laughs> um and it was a few months ago now that you guys did get engaged so can you let us in on any of the wedding plans yeah so we're we're planning to get married in august this year and any more details on where or you know what what, what, are, what are the nitty-gritty of the wedding details uh we're going to uh Brome for the wedding it's a good central area for my family and Locke's family to get to so just a nice beach wedding and the other uh, big question Locke is uh, how much input are you currently having into the wedding planning Camille Camille's done most of it her and her mum have done quite a lot I like our just like our work dynamic though I've just said what can I do she's given me a list of jobs and I've I've gone and got them done. I'm a very practical person, so I've gone and shopped around and done a little bit of tried to get the best deal, and that's um, that's my businessman side coming out of me. But no, Camille's done a great deal of planning. Her and her mother. Brooms is such a great spot. That's where we we always holiday, and it's our local town, so we're in there quite a bit. We know it. We, we've been and seen the venue. Mum and dad, my parents have come across and had a look at it all, and. We've decided to go with it with, yeah, quite a small wedding. And then um, we might have a big party uh, over in the east and um, have all the extended family and hopefully um, everyone can travel then a bit easier. And what are your plans for after the wedding? We'll stay at Calyeda, definitely for the for the um, short term anyway. Mm. We're, we're very happy here. We, we love it. I think our long-term goals are very associated with our short-term goals. We, we want to be on, on the land and on a pastoral enterprise like this one. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to um, have a chat with us. I know that you guys are said that you'd just had a bunch of new workers start today. So I'm assuming it's probably been a pretty hectic day for you. So um, thank you so much for yeah, making the time to jump on with us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed um, Locke and Camille coming on the show. Thanks again to them. Um, we really enjoyed it. Um, before we wrap up this episode, we've got a question from a listener. 
We do. So I think this is a really good one. And I think it's something that a lot of people have probably been through at some point. So the message we got from our listener was, uh, I've been seeing this girl for a month or so and it was going really well. Then one morning while I was asleep, she went on my phone and looked through my camera roll and saw I still had photos of my ex. I feel like I'm in the wrong But is it weird that I still have pictures of my ex on my phone or is it weirder that she went through my phone without my permission? How transparent should we be with our phones with our significant others? Love the show, especially Simon's Laugh. That gives me a warm feeling like Tum Tum. You're welcome. (laughs) I thought I would leave that in there for you. Um, Thoughts? Okay. There's a lot going on here. I mean, there's two parts to it. There's the should you have photos of your ex on your phone and then there's the should your the person you're seeing be looking through your phone without your permission anyway two two sections yep yep so we'll address the photos first mm-hmm. um if you're in the early days with someone then you don't really owe them anything it's fine if you've got photos i just don't think there's anything wrong with having photos of your ex on your phone i don't care if you broke up three years ago that would never phase me because that like photos are just a like picture of a moment in time and for one like for a period that person was a really important part of your life yeah yeah. and you did some cool stuff together like i've got photos of my ex and i on holidays in broome and in bali one you know their boyfriend before him i dated in the uk i've got photos of us together in croatia and places i'm not deleting those just because we broke up like ridiculous yeah so i don't think there's anything wrong with having photos of your ex on your phone in saying that if you are keeping those photos because you were hoping you were going to get back together that is different that's a different story if you're keeping them because they're just a nice little memory of some good times that you had and some cool places that you went that's totally fine i i agree with um with the important part of your life it's like telling someone to to not have photos on your phone it's like it's not changing the fact that they have an ex. Like it's part of your life. Like and that's formed the person who you are today. It's a bit silly to like to be upset if you have if they still have photos, especially if you're not together. It would actually be a major red flag to me if I was seeing someone and they asked if I could delete all those photos. By all means, though, if you are someone that likes and wants you like you choose to delete those photos, though, that's totally fine. Like if you're someone that just wants to you know, get rid of everything, get rid of any trace for whatever reason, then like that's also fine as long as you're making that decision yourself and no one's forcing you to or asking you to do that. Um, The second part of it, person looking at the phone without permission. Massive breach of trust. Red red flag, huge red flag. Just no, just no, especially not after a month. Like that's, you, you haven't really been seeing each other that long and she's obviously then brought up that she has a problem with the photos of there being on, you know, there being photos of the ex on there, which is another red flag. But she shouldn't have found them in the first place because she shouldn't have been going on to the guy that she's been seeing for a month's phone while he slept. That's a month is, yeah, that's a really short time. And I, I feel like in those early days of seeing someone, then you should be comfortable with the idea of the possibility of there being other people. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't know who else they might be messaging. You don't know who else they might be seeing at that point. Like, I'm assuming you're probably not exclusive after a month. Yeah, and, and they, they don't owe you anything until we, until basically you've said that you're together. Yeah, 100%. You, the, the other question was how transparent should we be with our phones, with our significant others? I think that once you are in, like, a committed relationship, I don't have a problem with my partner checking, well, like, 
looking at my messages or like, you know, if someone calls, I don't have a problem with my boyfriend picking up the phone and answering it. But yeah. like we're in a committed relationship. There is nothing I need to hide from that person. In the early days though, stay the fuck away. I'm yeah. probably analysing with my best friends what a tool bag you are and you probably don't <laughs> want to read those messages. I'm just saying. Yeah, I totally agree with when you're in a relationship. Like, uh, I think it should be fine to share passcodes and, and the important thing is you should feel comfortable with your phone in your partner's hand. Like if you're, if you're, if you, I remember seeing a meme once, it's like, if you're, if you have to delete messages or hide things from your partner, then that's when it goes into bad moral territory. Yeah. Well, it's like micro cheating, they call that, is when like you're, you know, doing things that are like ever so slightly inappropriate that you wouldn't want your partner to read it. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah, dicey behavior. So like, yeah, theoretically, once you're in a relationship, as I said, you shouldn't have anything to hide. So you shouldn't have any need to keep your phone away from your partner yeah the other thing is you should also feel comfortable enough enough in your relationship that you shouldn't have to feel the need to go through your partner's phone oh 100 percent. you should never feel the need to yeah check their messages see who they've been calling see who they've been dming whatever it is if you're going onto your friend your partner's phone it should really be yeah because someone's called or because they've asked you to send a message or you're trying to find that cute selfie that you guys took at the beach the other day. Like that's the reasons you should be going onto your partner's phone. Yeah. And that, and that being said, I think it needs to be considered. I think if you, if your partner has gone through your phone and I think it needs to be considered if this girl's gone through guy's phone in such an early part of them seeing each other, then she's probably pretty insecure and maybe she needs some nurturing. He did. He, he handled it really well in all fairness. I did actually reply to this listener just to kind of give my two cents, which is pretty much exactly what Sim and I have said. Um, and he said that he kind of realised that maybe she had some insecurities and he was just going to try and make sure that she felt more comfortable in their relationship and how they were going so that hopefully she wouldn't feel the need to do that again, which mm. like A plus man. Yep. That's really good. I like it. All right, well, I think that brings us to the end of this particular question and of this particular episode. Um, if you guys do have any questions that you want, please DM us um, on Instagram. As I said, we do normally reply to you guys straight away, um, and then if it's an interesting topic, we'll sort of talk about it on the pod as well. Um, but you guys don't have to wait for the pod to come out to get a response to your questions. We will respond to them pretty damn quickly. Um, other than that, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be great if you could leave us a cheeky little review. It's a great way for us to get um, a bigger audience. And if you are enjoying the podcast, share it with your friends, share it on your Insta page, tell someone about it. Uh, and I think that's just about it. Yep. Thank you. Have a good day, guys.